Merry Christmas, everyone. And a Happy New Year, I know, but I promised you Christmas 2.0, and that's what I will give. But, but yesterday, with the death of Pope Benedict, it was very clear to me right away where I had to go with the homily. I want to use today some of his words from the last time I saw him. The year was 2006. He died, of course, on December 31st. In weird stroke of providence, I saw him exactly 16 years earlier, December 31st of 06. I was with him for New Year's Eve, and I was able to find his words on the Vatican website from that address. And I quote, In the last hours of every solar year, we participate in some worldly rites, which in the contemporary context are mainly marked by amusement and often lived as an evasion from reality, as it were to exercise the negative aspects and perpetuate improbable good luck. How different the attitude of the Christian community must be. And this is what he proposed. The church is called to live these hours, making the Virgin Mary's sentiments her own. With Mary, the church is invited to keep her gaze fixed on the infant Jesus, the new sun rising on the horizon of humanity and comforted by his light to take care to present to him the joy and the hope the grief and the anguish of the people of our time, especially on those who are poor or afflicted. To present the joy and hope or the grief and anguish, all of ours, even those, especially those who are poor and afflicted, he goes on. That's what he proposes, that the joy of Christmas involves those two parts. Yes, pondering, as we hear of in the Gospel today, as Mary did, pondering what Mary pondered. She kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. The unreflective life is not worth living, it is said, and we know it's true. When we just pop, 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 pop all the way through life from one thing to the next, we just feel like a cog in a wheel. Hopefully, perhaps, last week's storm gave us a little chance to stop for a moment and reflect. But not just there. Don't just ponder, he says, also to present the joys and hopes and the griefs and anguishes. All of it. Go to the manger scene. It's not just the, the riches of the three magi that are presented, but also, also their confusion, their doubts, their encounters with Herod. It's not just the the rump-a-dum-dums and the warm wool of the shepherds and little drummer boy, but also their poverty, their loneliness, their being outcasts. Put it another way, if you will. I think we all remember when Charlie Brown cries out for help, can anyone tell me what Christmas is all about? And Linus volunteers to do so, telling the account of Luke's gospel that some of us got to hear last Christmas Eve. Well, now, imagine what Charles Schultz never offered to us. Imagine now Charlie Brown's little sister Sally 
asks the question that all little children seem to ask over and over again. But why? But why? But why? Why does this matter? Why does any of it matter? And I propose that's why Christmas 2.0 is such a godsend. This is our chance not just to look back as Linus and Charlie Brown did, not just as perfectly as Mary did as she pondered the nativity, but also, as Benedict said 16 years ago, also we can have hope that the poor and afflicted, all of us, can bring our grief and anguish here as well. How so? Why can we do that? To answer Sally's imaginary question, go back to what Carissa just read to us from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians. When in the fullness of time, God sent his son, born of a woman, yes, born under the law, yes. Why, though? To ransom those under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. To ransom. We ransom those who are in bondage. We ransom those who are caught in the the worst human trafficking ring of all time, the one with no end in sight and no hope for salvation. He comes and ransoms those, ransoms us, to come and set us free, not just free of the bondage of slavery, sin, and death, but free to live, as Pinocchio showed us so many years ago, as real boys, boys and girls, to live as sons and daughters in his kingdom, to live free. Last week, truth be told, I was a little upset because I was sure that with all the forecasts that at least by Christmas morning it would have cleared up and that we could have had a full Mass for Christmas morning. But no. Yesterday, the sentiment hit me again as I heard the news of the death of Pope Benedict and I started longing for simpler days long past. But those cannot be regained. And then it struck me as we heard those words from Paul, that he came in the fullness of time, at that perfect time, not to bring back something that happened long ago, but to lead us forward into something all the better, all the greater. He comes now, right here on this holy altar, under the form of bread and wine. He comes at the perfect time, inviting us, yes, to ponder with Mary, but also to bring our grief and our anguish so that we can join in the Prince of Peace, praying for the peace of the world.